Well, hello everyone out there in internet land. It's uh, me again, recording on uh, most uh, interesting uh, Tuesday night after the fantastic week like we, that we had last week. Um, if you can't imagine that the world's been tur- turned on its head in you know the the two weeks that have passed since my last show. Um, oh my God, talk about having content for the show. I have plenty of things to talk about now. Um, but yeah, my goodness gracious, who would have thought that, uh, we'd be where we are today knowing that the current sitting president is out of his damn mind and we are all like bracing for impact for the next, what, <laughs> eight days, hoping that he doesn't do something else incredibly stupid. Um, yeah, I think we're all just like kind of hoping that it doesn't get worse <laughs> because it's not like we went through 2020 already and that year sucked. You know, that didn't happen, right? We're all just doing fine dandy over here. Um, yeah, guys, how's it going? It's uh, my next uh, show. Um, I've uh, managed to put myself in my closet again to record because uh, it's hard, a little weird doing it solo, but, you know, I'm going to keep it going. But, uh, my God, I mean, I've plenty to talk to you right now. Um, there's, like I said, lots of stuff going on, going on in the world right now, and uh, I uh, just decided to just do it. And, man, I think... Um, I think there's enough to uh, kind of bring up to keep the show entertaining, at least for a little bit. Is <laughs> uh, the world is ending as we've as we've all kind of watched as it slowly has unfurled over the last year. It's getting worse uh, the more we march on, but hopefully it doesn't actually end and it really just becomes like the beginning of change, uh, massive change we all need to see in this country and in the world abroad. Um, I think that this is a good time for us. Not good in that, you know, what's happening is good, but the outcome of what's happening is going to give us um, insight and uh, awareness as to what kinds of things we need to do to improve society and to uh, protect democracy. That's hugely important. And generally to make sure that we don't take our lives and what we have in them for granted. Um, I can uh, say that probably for most of the country, knowing that we have the uh, amenities uh, of being an American, uh, the things that we've kind of taken for granted have been shown to be a little bit less secure as we once thought. And knowing that there is vulnerability in these um, kind of uh, structures in our lives is good for us. But it also means that we have to do things to maintain them. So I'm sure you've all been watching the news daily since last Wednesday when uh, Donald Trump decided to send thousands of people to the U.S. Capitol to find, a, I guess, a, a way to disrupt the congressional process of, um, I guess, um, announcing the um, next elected president. I don't know what exactly the um, term is for what they what they performed on that day, but uh, Donald Trump and his cronies and his mass uh, <laughs> collection of um, I can't really call them protesters. Um, insurrectionists is the common term I've heard. Terrorists is another one I've heard. Um, but effectively these were, these were Americans that rushed the damn Capitol and, uh, you know, they adhere to a different way of looking at the country and what their position is in it. And, you know, screw them for that because that position is destructive to the world and the lives we all live, um, collectively. So whatever they thought they were doing was, um, incorrect and stupid and was essentially 
at the brink of causing um, the world's leading democracy to crumble, or at least to turn into an official banana republic, even though it seems like we're in one now. Um, it was a foolish thing that that was uh, that, that that took place on Wednesday, um, and uh, in a way, like I still haven't really digested what took place. It's um, something where there are lots of implications and layers behind what we saw and what could have happened, what fortunately didn't happen, and what did happen. Uh, there's a lot to unpack. Um, there's more than just the events of the day, but what preceded the events in that these pro- came calling protesters, like insurrectionists, that's the best way to call them because they try to overthrow the goddamn government. So these insurrectionists that came in had organized for months um, leading up to January 6th and uh, coming, uh, you know, leading up to the day, getting to the point where they were prepared to do whatever it is that they planned to do, um, there was an inability for security on the Capitol Hill to actually have enough police officers to deal with the crowds, and they were just wholly unprepared. And that, in conjunction with the National Guard not being available in numbers or at all for the for the insurrection that was attempted um the coup that was attempted that's alarming and then the president himself telling this crowd that they were to be instructed to rush the capitol along with other speakers of the day including rudy giuliani who said that they're going to see trial by combat as a way of i guess and uh asserting their dominance against the goddamn against congress and the senate uh, none of it makes any sense, guys. I, I, I don't really know how to even piece this thing together because it's so absurd. Um, and then in, 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 on, on top of that, you have all these people collectively meeting with masks off. So we have a super spreader event along with a planned insurrection and an attempt at a coup on, on the government that was led by Republican leaders in our country that was planned for months and was uh, not defended, was not essentially counteracted by security at Capitol Hill, and the National Guard was rejected on the day of. I don't know if I can throw much more in that pot of uh, bad things, you know, that that like that witch's brew of bullshit. I don't know if there's much more I can throw in that. I'm sure I'm missing some ingredients, but my God, like, what more could you say about something on that scale that truly is like the embodiment of pure chaos. Um, we're fortunate enough that the people who built the Capitol way, way, way back, the wonderful architects who did, um, were prepared for nonsense like this to happen and built bunkers under the Capitol because if they hadn't, I have a feeling that we'd have a lot of dead Congress people and senators on our hands. And thank God that didn't happen. Um, and so, you know, that's just what took place on the day of. And then since then... The world essentially, like, you know, the U.S. is split in two where you have people that somehow support the actions of the insurrectionists thinking that what they did was justified. Um, I'm going to speak to that in a moment. But then you have the rest of the country, the majority of the country that looked at it and like kind of took pause and had to say to themselves, wait, what are we really doing here? And we've all kind of been in this like weird state of like hoping that this isn't the beginning of a, of a global or, or of a um, domestic nationalist movement parallel to the Nazi uh, movement seen in the 40s and the 30s. But 
hopefully that, you know, we can do something via holding on to our democracy and prevent this from happening. Um, knowing that we have a world leader that is in place in such a large country and, and, and the world's military dominant country, the most dominant military in the, country, in the world has a world leader that's willing to push it into, um, it being a, um, a, a, um, a dictatorship where he is a tyrant in control of that much power is extremely, extremely scary. Um, and I think all of us are kind of aware that this is something that the world has to basically, um, we're all, you know, the world's kind of looking at us to make sure that we get our shit together because everyone's going to be screwed if something like this takes place. Um, and it's hard to really know what will transpire over the course of the next, what, week, let alone the next month, let alone the next year, and let alone over the course of um, Biden, Kamala's uh, presidency. Um, all of these things are unknown, but we do know for a fact, and this is a positive light on all this chaos, is that um, Democrats are able to influence uh, legislature, uh, being that they are in uh, the position of um, they, they, they control the House and the Senate and the presidency now. Um, that's that's a good thing. Um, I don't think partisanship in and of itself is a good thing, but I think that being that there isn't going to be um, objections to legislature passing uh, through the Senate or even through Congress is a good thing. Um it's going to help actually enact things that could potentially prevent things like this from happening again, which is hugely important. Um, but beyond that, I think um, knowing that the American people are mostly aware of how dangerous and how scary something like this was is a testament to um, being aware of history and knowing that we don't want it to repeat itself, especially not nowadays. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's not a good time to have to look at uh, the American government right now. It's been, the government hasn't really been great for a long time. We've had a lot of really bad presence uh, in the last, what, 50-ish years. Um, we've had a lot of ineffective government uh, in an even longer time. And knowing that it almost came to an implosion point last weekend is uh, is like, you know, it's it's very, very alarming, but it also signifies that there's a need to kind of, uh, kind of bring the populace into a better state where things like this don't happen. It's unfortunate that we have a, an American population or sub subgroup of the population that is willing to jump into um, violent acts of um, insurrection. Uh, it's scary. Um, and I'll, I, I, tr- I want to try to remain as fair as I possibly can about speaking on both the um, inter- the inter- speaking fairly about the insurrectionists, like trying to understand them on a psychological level, at least to understand what brought about that, number of people to do that in addition to being aware of um the need for um protest as a as a construct in and of itself um you know i can't say that people gathering against something that they believe to be incorrect or and unjust is not a good thing i think it is necessary but the way you go about it i think is very telling and more important um from what took place last weekend that was the entirely wrong way to go about it uh you know, as, 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 as just from my own standpoint, I think it was one of the most foolish things I've ever seen in my life. Um, never would have thought that I would see that many grown adults behave in such a foolish, uh, kind of frivolous manner, um, and treating American democracy like it's something to be trifled with. Um, it's alarming. So now I'm going to go in a little bit, kind of need to, there, there's some things about, uh, this that need to be unpacked a bit. And I'm going to go into it because I need to. Mm-hmm. 
I have some peach tea I'm sipping on. It's quite delicious. Um, so there, there are a lot of things about this that are scary because it brings into the, the forefront of discussion topics of race, topics of uh, economic disparity, topics of general social injustice, and topics of government and the role of government and what role it serves in our lives in this country in this current day. Um, there are a lot of things that have pre- kind of would have predicted something like this from happening that weren't taken seriously and their implications into what was attempted on Wednesday that need to be taken seriously because, you know, we, we like to think that because we have, uh, you know, very wealthy capitalist society that somehow we're, um, we have a strong defense against, um, the implosion of a government or the, the, um, potential end of, um, of a sense of order and democracy that we've all been accustomed to for many generations. Um, I'd argue that this sense of social democracy and justice that we, and I guess like this balance quote unquote that we have in life has really only been on the surface. Um, if you kind of dig deeper into America as a culture and as a society, we've seen a lot of, um, a lot of unfortunate, um, outcomes from, uh, general social injustice and from, you know, racial tensions and from class tensions that have been swept under the rug for a long time that would never really been addressed at the forefront. Um, and this past year has forced a lot of these things to the forefront. And this past week is really just another example of why we need to pay attention to who's in our country and what we should stand for as Americans. Because if we don't, then there's going to be an unfortunate shift in a violent direction that's going to bring down everybody, not just the disenfranchised, but everyone's going to suffer because of it. So to unpack it a bit, knowing that the country has this immense amount of diversity is um, a good thing and it's uh, an unfortunate bad thing because uh, the, it, it creates it creates situations that some people are prepared to deal with and others that aren't able to deal with uh, the, uh, the situation. So having a socially diverse country is one of the most amazing and beautiful things about America. You have a lot of people that can introduce culture, new perspectives, um, and really can create growth in a way that you would never have seen it in any other context. Um, it's one of the most amazing things about this country. Anyone who's lived in like a major metropolitan city um, has seen that diversity can be one of the greatest things about it. Knowing that you have people from different perspectives in different parts of the planet who can all share a common experience and find something that allows for growth and like um, ingenuity and art and culture to be created is one of the most amazing parts of being alive as a human. The unfortunate outcome of that diversity is that some people don't know how to deal with it. Some people don't know how to deal with people that don't look like them, that don't sound like them, that don't dress like them, that don't understand them, that don't speak the same language. And instead of trying to find a common ground between these people, they try to find division between uh, groups of people. And in our country, we've had this division as a foundational part of our of who we are as a people. Um, from the moment that the slave ships landed and kicked my ancestors off those boats onto the land of America, and since the Native Americans were essentially um, homicidally wiped out across the entire country, um, from that point forward where these um, British and European colonialists took over the land and put people on the soil. There have been 
divisions between people that have been planted. The seeds have been planted, have been growing ever since that has begun. And those seeds and the, the, the fruit of that time has yet is still, it's still the trees and the plants are still bearing fruit from that time. We haven't really dug up all of those plants yet. And from that point until now, you can see that things have changed for the better on the whole, but on the, well, for the most part, these things, these, these unfortunate divisive perspectives and behaviors and kind of teachings of racism, white supremacy and cultural, uh, uh, I guess cultural, um, tension have, have not really been eradicated. They're still here. They haven't gone anywhere. They're just not quite at the forefront. And we've seen over the course of Trump's presidency that these um, views have come to the forefront. And they came to a head last week. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, and if you think I'm full of shit, ask yourself why would you see in the Capitol and at these quote-unquote protests, which really was an insurrection, but if you want to call it protests, why would you see people wearing Nazi memorabilia walking alongside um people with Confederate flags walking alongside people carrying American flags and them all calling themselves patriots. That makes absolutely no sense. I don't care how many ways you bend it. I don't care how many ways you say that you can explain it away. It's bullshit and it's insane. Nazis were the, 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 you know, our, our grandparents and our ancestors fought the Nazis in World War II to eradicate them from the planet because of how dangerous they were. Americans fought the Nazis. I don't know if you know that, but if you didn't know that, go look it up. Americans also fought the Confederacy. I don't know if you know that. Go look it up. The fact that you allow for yourself to bend your mind to think that having these people walk alongside each other with the idea that overthrowing democracy is a common good for everyone makes you an idiot, a racist, and you need to check yourself because that shit is insane. The only outcome of something like that is going to cause more like death more death, more violence, and more of the same nonsense we've seen over the course of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You're trying to dig up the glory days of the uh, of the Nazi regime. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You're trying to bring up the glory days of the Confederacy. Are you out of your goddamn mind? And how dare you bring the idea of what America is, especially today, because America's changing. Not saying it's great, but today America is a much different country than it was back when they fought the Confederacy and when they fought the Nazis. But the ideas of what make America great, the, 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 the foundation of democracy, the foundation of allowing people to govern themselves and to not have dictators and to allow themselves to have democracy in a country this large is a beautiful thing. To somehow ignore the foundations of what this country is meant to be in terms of what it means, in terms of the rules that we all agree to play by, and to bring it into this mass nonsense just to, to like advocate for why you need to behave violently is ignorant as fuck. And I have no other way of saying it. It's stupid. It's stupid. And if you don't agree with me, then fine. I don't give a shit because you're a fucking idiot. So anyway, moving on. We have, we have, <laughs> we have this, right? The, 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 the race problem. America has a race problem. It hasn't gone anywhere. Unless you have your head buried in the sand, you know that it does. On top of that, you have this class problem. I have a feeling that the majority of the people that were at this insurrection were a mixture of low class um, white people along with like, you know, a couple brown people peppered in. I'm not going to ignore that fact just so I acknowledge that shit. But like you have a bunch of low class and middle middle income um, white people essentially coming to the Capitol looking to overthrow it. There's a lot to unpack there because 
I was talking to a friend the other day, my buddy Shalom, who I had on one of my shows. There's potential for the fact that the lower class people that were at the insurrection were potentially part of the higher affected or like the more affected um, population that that was affected most by, by COVID. It's a possibility. I talked to him about it. You know, it's like we were, we were kind of talking about the vaccine that coming up and pardon me, talking about that. And, you know, I kind of thought, I'm like, you know, between me and you and like my friends, I can't name any of my friends or anyone that I know who's like had a family member die from COVID or has had any kind of like massive beyond just like being out of work. But like no one's really been health wise affected by this virus. There's a chance that a lot of the people that were at the protest or at least a subset of them were greatly affected by it. Maybe they lost family members or, you know, maybe they like maybe they've been like economically completely wiped out or something. Who knows? Right. I don't know. Just putting it out there. Right. There's a chance that the class division in this country has allowed for more people to be feel emboldened to uh, gather and like push forward an ideology, whether or not that message makes sense. Obviously, no, right? Like you can't, you can't look to overthrow the government as, as your message, but the motivation behind it may be justified if they don't have the necessary support that they need to essentially not want to do that. Right. Um, and on top of that, there's the other side where you have, you know, middle income and like relatively well off people that showed up at the protest that shouldn't need to feel the need to get like, you know, buy a plane ticket and fly out to protest in a country where they've been able to bear the brunt of this awful situation. Like there's this lack of um, self-awareness and appreciation for what this country has provided to a lot of people. And a lot of those people were out there um, to play devil's advocate. I'm sure that there were plenty of people at like the protests that took place over the summer that have also benefited from it. You know, I'm not going to say that it's not the case, but at the same time, the behavior of the, of the protests over the summer was in large peaceful protests. There were riots that took place. Not going to ignore that. There were people that were like, that were burning buildings, looting them. But again, the message was behind the idea that police brutality in the police state that we find ourselves in is like too much, you know? And, Ultimately, the protests were looking to change something that was um, systemically and endemically like a part. I don't even know if that's a word. I hope that's a word. Uh, that is like a part of some communities and not others. To illustrate that point, during the protests over the summer, and I'm sure if you've been watching the news, you know what I'm about to say. Over the summer, you have people that were protesting in many cities across the, the country and across the world, right? People that were gathering, peacefully protesting. You know, for the most part, they were peaceful protests. Not many of the protests turned violent, not until night, and then only in certain parts of the country were they very violent. For the most part, they were peaceful protests. The police response to these protests were, was much more violent and much more aggressive towards these peaceful protesters. And these peaceful protesters weren't they weren't gathering with this sole purpose of overthrowing a government institution. They weren't looking to uh, violently attack any, many, any individual or sets of individuals directly, if at all, honestly, like they really weren't gathering to attack anyone. They were gathering to bring awareness to the problem of there being injustice and how this country polices and treats black people. That was the message. That's what they gathered for. They gathered peacefully, and the police responded with many, many instances of aggression in response to the peaceful protests. What we saw last week 
was a gathering of people that were instructed by the president of the United States that came with weapons that came looking to kill people that were in the Capitol. I don't care what you have to say. The black lives matter protests never gathered to kill people anywhere. They didn't gather to kill people anywhere. The pe- the protests that took place last week or the insurrection that was attempted last week saw many people die, including police officers, including police officers that were killed by the people that gathered at the Capitol. Okay. So it's a completely different situation. You have different outcomes and different behaviors, but between the two two separate groups, your messages are, are whatever the message happens to be. Okay, I'm not saying QAnon makes any sense. That shit is insane. Okay, if you if if you're there, you're calling yourself a patriot, and you're walking alongside Nazis and, and people that believe in the in the Confederacy, you're an idiot. Your message is is irrelevant. But if you're there to protest the lack of financial and organizational response from the government, and it's like a message of saying the government has to be better, I get why you'd gather at the Capitol, but not why you'd rush it, because that's stupid. Okay? The the idea of rushing the Capitol and running inside of it for any purpose is one of the dumbest things I've ever had to wrap my brain around since I've been alive. People that don't live in D.C. don't really understand how D.C. works. The moment you set foot on a federal building and it's not authorized, you are screwed. And I don't know why the president, well, I, I do know why, because the president doesn't really give a shit about anybody except himself. Like, he told people to rush the Capitol, knowing damn well that it was going to implicate them, and he was just hoping that they'd be successful in getting what he wanted. He didn't give a shit about what happened to the people that rushed the Capitol. He just told them to go and said, you know what, go for it. Whatever you guys can get, get done, go for it. If Mike Pence gets hung, so be it. If Nancy Pelosi gets killed, so be it. If you take hostages, so be it. If people die, so be it. Okay, he has yet to denounce these things. He just says, oh, like he's only like acknowledged the fact that it was violent, but he has yet to condemn the actions that had taken place. Okay, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. So going back, the moment you set foot on a federal building in D.C., you are screwed. For one, the moment you gather in D.C. and you do something that's potentially unlawful, there are cameras at every point in the city. There are cameras everywhere in D.C., I don't know if you know this, but there are cameras everywhere in D.C. I don't know if you've been to D.C. There are cameras everywhere in D.C. Everywhere you turn, there's a camera. The cameras have cameras. The cameras have cameras that watch the cameras that watch the cameras. There are cameras everywhere in the city, okay? The moment you go into a federal building and it's unauthorized, you're now implicating yourself in, some, in, in something illegal. Who knows how illegal? Who knows how many illegal things you're going to do? But you're doing something illegal. And... Not only that, but the people that gathered didn't wear their masks. So, like, not only are you just there with your face out on the camera, but, like, now, like, people that were recording you can see it. So now you can just push your face all over, like, the internet and people can just come find you. And guess what's happening? The FBI is just looking to arrest everybody. Okay? Everybody. And, like, I just, I, I can't understand how stupid you have to be to do something like that. It doesn't make sense. Like... I, I, I will give people credit for wanting to say something in, a, in opposition to the government because it has performed very poorly in response to this past year, mostly in part to the president. But at the same time, you have this stupid like by there's like partisan like um, Democratic House and Senate government that can't seem to pass any goddamn thing. And we're all just waiting in limbo. I get it. I get why you'd want to come out and protest. But 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 if you then go. And you listen to Donald Trump, you listen to Rudy Giuliani, 
And you tell yourself that what they're telling you is worth going into the Capitol for. You're an idiot. You're a fucking moron. I can't say it enough. You're so dumb. I, I don't have enough words to explain how stupid that is. Like, like, okay. So, maybe they thought this. Maybe they thought this. Maybe they thought that because the cops didn't stop them from rushing the Capitol, it was justified. Maybe to them, because there was not a strong enough police response. This tea is delicious. Sorry. Maybe because there wasn't a strong enough response in opposition to the people that gathered. Everyone thought that it was a justifiable action. You wash up, you're an idiot already. You're stupid as it is. You rush up, you're already at the protest. Donald Trump says, we're going to rush the Capitol. Giuliani says, we're going to have trial by combat. Two old, stupid motherfuckers are telling you this. And you then decide to rush alongside all these all, like, pissed off white dudes that all have, like, guns and, and tying nooses. And they just tell them, oh, we're all going to do this. And you all rush in together. And then the cops don't stop you. And then you just keep going. Okay, cool. Okay, cool, great. Great idea. So then you get inside the Capitol. Then what? Then what? What do you do then? You're inside this massive federal building. Uh, every move you make is being watched. Your face is all like on every camera that's available within a, a, a mile radius of where you are. And you're just like in the Capitol. What, what's going to happen then? What do you do? What do you do at that point? Like, what do you, what do, you do? Do, you, do you take pictures? Do you, do you, do you steal? Do you steal? Do you steal? manila folders with, with with documents in them do, do you do you do you like pee on stuff like what do you do right like what's the next step right some people are there with weapons okay so i guess they know what to do because if you have a gun i guess there's only one thing you can do with that uh zip ties zip ties that's what zip ties so you 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 find someone to zip tie okay okay all right you do that it's fucking insane man I, it's it's like, I think they missed the point of what a protest is supposed to be, uh, fundamentally. A protest is, uh, you know, you, you protest something that you think is unjust. At the point that you take action, now your action is at the forefront of what takes place. The moment you decide to rush into a building with people that have guns and are armed, now the topic of discussion is you rushing the building with people that are armed. It's no longer about what you were protesting about. If you forget, like, first off, I still don't know what they were protesting. Before it became an insurrection, they were there for something. Oh, that's right. They were there because they thought that Donald Trump got the election stolen from him. So that's something that I, honestly, like, that idea is so stupid. I, like, threw it out of my brain. Like, I didn't even, it didn't even register how stupid, because it's like, it's, okay. Let me unpack this, too. Let me unpack this, too. So, Donald Trump and Joe Biden both ran campaigns and were looking to get people to vote for them in this past election with the idea that one of them was going to win and one of them was going to lose. Okay. Leading up to the election, there are, um, I don't know if you know this, there are things called polls. And these polls are like indicative of who could or couldn't win an election. It's not, you know, it's not definitive, but it gives you an indication as to who would or wouldn't win given certain scenarios and different times they vote and all that. 
they're everywhere. I don't know if you've seen them before. They're out there. So these polls have been trending in the favor of the Democratic candidate, regardless of who that candidate is, because of Trump's approval rating dropping over the last four years consistently for a while. That's an indication that maybe Donald Trump might not be favorable uh, for people to vote for. It's it's an indication, not saying it's a conclusive statement that he would or wouldn't win the election, but it's an indication that maybe people don't like him. Maybe people don't like him. Possibly. Possibly. Hear me out. So Donald Trump has his approval ratings and the polls trend in the direction of someone other than Donald Trump. Okay, whatever. So then they run their elections, they run their campaigns rather, um, and as we see, generally, you have people that are very pro-Trump, as we all know, and we have people that are like, eh, about Joe Biden, but are more anti-Trump. A lot of anti-Trump sentiments out there. You know, if you th- kind of think about what that would represent when you think about like them voting, more than likely, if you're anti-Trump, you're probably not going to vote for him. And I feel like the number of people that are anti-Trump has gone up over the last four years. Call me crazy, but let me think about it. Just like, just, just humor the idea. Humor the idea. So Donald Trump's approval ratings go down. They run their campaigns. And then it comes time to actually vote. Because of the pandemic, we have this um, need to, we had this need rather to change the way that people vote because gathering people in one place with their masks off is a bad idea. So you try to stop doing it. Wonder why people came last week. Okay, anyway. So there were certain things that took place where certain states tried to allow for more mail in voting to be more accessible to people or at least allowed for the process to get your mail in votes um, in to be a little bit more you know, feasible. Pennsylvania is one of those set states. They put out um, kind of a change to their voting process um, about a year before, roughly, when, uh, during during the pandemic, like early on the pandemic, they changed the way that voting took place to make sure that people would be able to mail in vote without like having to jump through as many hoops. And so that took place. There was no objection to it. And as things move forward toward the election, um, it became apparent, as has been the case for many elections, that mail-in votes tend to trend towards Democratic candidates. It's just the nature of how people vote. People that vote by paper and by mail tend to vote Democratic. It's just the way it is. So the election takes place, and Donald Trump is um, the, the, the day of, uh, the votes that are counted the day of, that are, in per- that are in person, trended in the Republican direction, because that's just the nature of voting. The majority of Democrats were voting by mail this year. So the the votes that were counted the day of, and this has been predicted. This isn't like, I'm not explaining anything that people don't know. This was number four, the goddamn election. Um, the votes that were counted the day of were trending more Republican because of the nature of, of how people vote. And then as the mail-in votes came in, it took days and days and days for these mail-in votes to be counted. And wouldn't you believe it, most of these votes were swinging blue. So... As these results were starting to come in, you saw that the states were changing from being red to being blue because of the nature of the way that people vote and because of the fact that more people like were voting by mail this year. So you have this, like, as it was termed, a red mirage where you have people, it looks like it looks like the country's swinging red when all the votes have yet to be counted. And as they all get counted, because it takes more time for mail-in votes to be counted, they all were gathered and they were more blue. They were voting for Joe Biden. So... As a response to that, you say to yourself, well, there's a chance that there was some election fraud. Something bad could have happened behind the scenes that we didn't believe in. And so, and so, I can't even, like, my brain can't even compete on stupid this is. So, so you decide, 
You decide. You're the president. You decide. You're going to gather a legal team and fight all the results in the specific swing states that you lost that you want to win back. Only those states. You don't worry about the election fraud and all the other states. Just the ones that, you, that matter for you to win the election. Okay, let's just say it for the sake of efficiency. That's the way you go about it. Fine. Whatever. So then you go through the, the process of gathering your cases in your, in your legal suits against these um, election findings. And it's found that the cases that were presented to the courts are all either fallacious or don't have enough evidence to be supported, right? So I guess the first sign is that, uh, I mean, I'm trying to trying to think through this. If I was an idiot, what would I think? Uh, so the fact that Donald Trump put out the legal cases to begin with is a sign that something bad happened. Okay, fine. Let's say that's the case. The cases are out only in the states that matter to him that only those like these these states matter and that the cases that are put forth are all a sign that something bad happened. Let's just put it out there like that. Let's just say that that's the case. So then you would assume that going through the procedure of kind of seeing the cases means that, well, more than likely, if there's something there, then, you know, the case should be valid and should be heard and should overturn the election result. But they haven't been. The cases haven't changed anything about the election results because time and time again, the cases that were presented don't show enough evidence to validate that there was mass election fraud. Not only that, but the number of votes that would be overturned by the majority of these cases wouldn't be enough to change the states. So it doesn't matter. It didn't matter if the cases went over or not. They wouldn't flip the vote for the state regardless. Okay? So even if you say that there was some kind of election fraud and it was proven... You'd have to prove it in enough numbers to justify changing the state's vote. Now, I'm unpacking democracy, guys. This is this is how voting works. This is how it works. If there is some sign that there was some kind of fraud, and if Donald Trump put out, I don't know how many goddamn cases, there's so many cases out there, if he put out all these cases, and he's trying to uncover that there's some kind of massive plot against him getting elected and it came out in the votes and all these cases came through and like Republican judges and like Trump appointed judges also cite that like these, these cases are unfounded and there's no evidence to overturn the vote. You would think to yourself, well, where's the fraud then? Where does it exist? I'm trying to think of where it is then. Like where's the, where's the massive voter fraud then? Where is it? Like, where is it? If it goes to the courts and the courts don't side with you, where does it exist then? I, where is it? Is it is it some massive conspiracy against Donald Trump? You know, is it is it just like we all just... He got elected, mind you. And if he wasn't an idiot, he more likely could get elected again, but he's already shot himself in the goddamn foot. But it's not like just because he lost his election, he couldn't run again in four years. And that's the part for me that like, just like as a... I'm going to kind of step back a minute here. Just like as a guy, right? As a guy, right? Sometimes you have to learn how to take an L. You gotta learn how to take an L sometimes. Can't win everything, okay? Sometimes you have to look at your attempt at winning something and accept the fact that someone just won out. Someone had better game. Someone knew the situation better than you. Someone was just better than you. And you have to learn... How to hold an L. It's the only way in life you grow. You say to yourself, you know what? I lost this one, but I'll get them next time. For whatever reason, Donald Trump and his supporters believe that taking an L is not an option. 
the lack of a, uh, of humility on that man's front is astounding. The lack of ability to take a step back from himself and realize that, yes, this was a democratic process. Yes, this was a democratic election. Was there a chance that he lost the election to him? There was no chance he could have lost it. I don't know how that's the case. I don't know how that's the case. I don't know if you've even like, if you ask people what they think, unless you're in a bubble of just Republicans and pro-Trumpers, if you ask the majority of people like what they think of Trump, they despise him. They despise him. It's no secret. Like it's not a thing where we're just like conspiring again. Like we just can't stand the man on a personal level. He's, he, he represents so many of the worst parts of human nature. And to think that he's had the ability and the free reign to, to be president of this country for four years is like, it's embarrassing. And to not have the perspective to understand that people vote for what's best for them and the people around them, and that these people may not look like you. They may not be white men, right? They may not be white men that just want to vote for one of two white men in the goddamn election. Like... I don't know how Donald Trump is somehow this like exception to everything that like, like how he stands out. It's just like sign of, of like being a messiah for, for certain people. I don't understand it. He's a moron. Uh, I, I, I just don't respect his behavior. He, he's like, he represents, he's like the, the, the kid in school that was just a douche, but was also a bitch who like, if he like, if he didn't get his way, he'd cry and he'd go complain to like the teachers. It would make some shit up just to get what he wants. He's that kid. And y'all like this motherfucker. Y'all like him. He's the reason why bullies exist, dude. Like, like what for real? Like Donald Trump is like, Donald Trump was a draft dodger. He's a draft dodger. I guess his bone spurs were so bad that he couldn't go fight in war. Okay, great. That's the bitchest thing I've ever heard in my life, dude. Like, I don't get why people like him as much as they do. He's a moron. I can't say that. He's a fucking moron. And, like, to be so, like, motivated to back him, to me, is baffling. I don't think there's a man that walks this earth, my father included, that I would feel that much conviction in doing something like risking my safety and my life for like I love my dad but if he was an idiot and he did shit that I didn't agree with I'm not going to jeopardize my life for him it's not going to happen right if he needs my help I will step in and help him but you know my dad's not a helpless man and neither is Donald Trump Donald Trump doesn't need thousands of people to rush the Capitol for him if he wanted to get reelected he should have ran a better campaign it's that simple. The accountability should be on him to look at himself to say, what did I do that potentially got me, that didn't get me elected? Instead of pointing fingers at people and saying, oh, it's on them. They're the reason why I didn't get elected. What about you, dude? What about the shit you've done over the last four years? You've alienated every group of people since you've been elected. Everyone's been alienated. Brown people, black people, women. Jews. Everybody's been alienated. Everyone looks at Donald Trump and says, what a fucking asshole. And you wonder why he didn't get reelected. It's, 
it's it's like if the country isn't just made of white men, just because you see them everywhere, isn't doesn't mean that that's what the country's made of. The country's made of a lot of different people that get offended by things that are said that are insensitive that don't appreciate the humanity behind the person in the statement. Right? It, it, it's it's such an amount of ignorance that it, it's baffling. So no, like I, I I really don't have sympathy for anyone that wanted Donald Trump to get reelected. I want to I want to recognize that there could be reasons as to why someone wanted to protest but to 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 behave in the way that people acted last week is not the way it's not the way for people to be comparing what took place last week and for arnold schwarzenegger to be comparing what took place last week to kristallnacht which was the beginning of the nazi regime is not good think about that arnold Mr. Republican Governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Action Star movie guy from the 80s. Everybody loves Arnold. Right-wingers love Arnold. For him to be saying this, for him to be saying this, should be extremely alarming and not be taken lightly. I just worry that everyone who listens to my show is like just agrees with me and they won't like, they won't like say anything they won't like, I'm not going to shift anyone's perspective on this shit. That's what worries me a little bit. Ah, man. One can try though. One can try. But yeah, this is not, this is not a thing that I ever thought I'd see as an adult. Uh, But then again, you know, anyone who's paid attention to America has known that this is like, this whole outcome and all the shit we're seeing is a possibility. It always has been. You know, Domestic terrorists have been in this country forever. The Klan is literally an organization that's a domestic tar- terrorist organization that targets black people, that targets people that look like me. Like, it is what it is. This country's had this shit forever. We're just seeing it on on the global scale now. Just like how we saw it with George Floyd's death last year, we saw that cop kill that mother, like, killed him in the street. Killed George Floyd in the street. On camera, we all saw it. We saw the man die on camera. Just like how we saw that. Just like how we've seen all the Ahmaud Aubrey shot on camera, killed, murdered in the street. It's like all these things have happened. This is nothing new. This is nothing new. What I know that is new is that we've never seen people be so aware of it. And I think that's the best part about where we are in this time. People are now seeing it for what it is. Racism, bigotry, ignorance, and violence. We're seeing it on the grand scale and you can't ignore it. So it becomes a question of what you do about it. Voting is the first step. We flipped Georgia this past year. That's a good thing. We can get some uh, some support from the Senate now. We can actually get things passed. But there's also a lot of personal growth we and personal actions we have to take to actually make this whole scenario situation be better. Um, we can't uh, we can't assume that it's going to fix itself because it hasn't fixed itself. It's taken people to voice their opinions and to stand against bigotry, racism, and violence to be able to eradicate bigotry, racism, and violence. And so I can only expect that anyone who gives a shit about me 
uh, to pay attention to what I have to say because once my words are recorded, they're out there. I can't undo it. I can delete it, I suppose, but once you hear it, it's it, right? And so my perspective is just my perspective. I don't know everything, but I know what I know and know what I've seen. And the only way we're going to beat this thing is if we actually fight against it. It's not going to fix itself. Racism festers like cancer. It grows feeding on it. It just grows from its own from its own like volition. It just does what it does. You can only beat it by fighting against it. If you don't, it's going to stay. It is what it is. It's going to stay. And you better ask yourself if you want to fight racism or if you want to live next to a Nazi because that's the next step where we are right now. Or should I say if you want to live next to a patriot. <laughs> As a patriot, you can pick one of three flags. You can pick the Nazi flag, the Confederate flag, or the American flag. Or the Trump flag, I suppose. But you're going to have to pick one of those four flags. But that's what the future is going to be. It's either we're all going to fix our shit and we're all going to be okay living with each, with each other or we're going to just have this homogenous group of racists that just push their own agenda on people and act violently against people that don't believe what they believe in. You've got to ask yourself what you like because that's what's out there. That's the choice you got to make. There's no middle ground to play here. There's no like... Uh, there's no way to side with a Nazi and also be my friend. Like it doesn't work, dude. Like, like it doesn't work, man. Like you, you've got to be able to be against something that you don't believe in and actually fight against it. Because if you're not going to fight, they're going to fight you if you don't believe what they believe. So you better pick a side and like stick by it. Hopefully, people don't side with the Nazis. That's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> that's like that's like so. The least I can ask for is like not for people to be like you know these Nazis were like not that you know come on man like oh god who knows who knows. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're at, we're at, we're at a, a crossroads in this country. I give it five to eight, maybe ten years before we finally see what the outcome is going to be. But we've got uh, we've got a uphill battle against us right now, and um, fortunately, we're we're kind of seeing where people lie, and we're seeing people that are, um, you know, spewing nonsense, and people that are actually trying to pay attention to what's happening. Um, I feel like if you are in a group that would be most disenfranchised by um, uh, you know, uh, a violent group of bigoted racists, then you're paying attention. You're saying to yourself, I don't want them to win. But if you're in a group that can kind of like slide through it, you may not be so adamant about fighting against it because in your mind you think it's okay. But ask yourself, is it worth siding with people that will openly act violently against others to get what they want if it means that you have to live with the outcome of said murder and said violence? Ask yourself if you're willing to live next to the bodies of these people, because that's the only outcome. They don't kill discriminately once they start to once they start to decide to do it. Everyone that they want to kill starts dying, and we fortunately were able to miss it last week. There would have been many, many, many dead bodies on our hands last week, besides the four that fucking happened. And we're fortunate we missed it. So you have to ask yourself if that's the world you want to live in. You know. So hopefully people are mature enough to be aware enough as to how serious this time is that we're living through. And, you know, don't take it for granted because, uh, you know, things can get ugly real quick as we've all seen things can change from being, you know, status quo and, you know, habit and routine to being like panic and emergencies, uh, in, in the drop of a hat. So hopefully people are able to kind of step away from themselves and realize that like you have to kind of take a side on this whole thing. That tea is so good. It's amazing. Yeah, so, you know, a bit of a somber show today. 
as it should be. You know, it's been a rough week on everybody, but I will say that I am hopeful. And I'm not saying that just to, just to say it. I, I am hopeful. So I, I never thought this past summer we'd have the world protesting the death of a black man. If uh, that can happen, as far as I see it, anything can happen. <laughs> if that can happen. They're protesting the death of a black man in like Asian countries. I'm like, shit, we can do it. Fuck. Like, we can overcome some crazy odds if that's the case. Um, but we have to, uh, we got to start at home, man. We got to fix our problems at home. Um, I've seen enough change in my lifetime that I think that anything's possible. Um, but we have to kind of, uh, we have to acknowledge our problems. We can't ignore them. And our country has a lot of problems and we can overcome this shit. If we pay attention and we do something good about it, but man, if we don't, if we don't, and we keep letting this shit like fester, the, the violence and the hatred fester, we're going to be dealing with it for a lot longer and it's not going to go away, you know? And, and, and let me say this too, man, I'm not anti-white. I'm not anti-white people. I'm not anti anything except violence, racism, bigotry, you know, like I'm anti ignorance. I'm anti dumb shit. You know, I'm not anti like people. I believe people are capable of amazing things. People are capable of change. But when a person decides that the way they live their life has to come with the unfortunate um, disenfranchisement of someone else, that's when I get a, that's when I have a problem. And it doesn't matter who it is. I don't believe that anyone should have to suffer for you to gain, uh, you know, for you to like, be successful in your in your plight in life. You can do a lot on your goddamn own without having to bring someone else into your bullshit. Um, and that's where that's where I kind of have a have a, a hard stop. You know, I, I don't think that it's okay to allow white people to believe that they are entitled to anything at the expense of anyone else. I think that's foolish. I think that's short sighted. I think it's something that needs to go away because it's only bringing everyone else down in the process. Because you can't police everyone's thoughts. You can't police everyone's behavior. I don't care how strong and how proud you think you are. You can't control what people do. You control yourself. You control your bubble, but you can't control everybody. And if you think that controlling everybody is is the only way to like keep, I guess, your your people and your bloodline sacred, you're full of shit. No one's bloodline's fucking secure anymore. Everyone's fucked everybody. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> like it's, no one's bloodline's clean, motherfucker. There's something in everybody, man. And at the end of the day, like, you know, who cares? We're only here for a short amount of time. Who cares what your bloodline is? You know, your blood leaves your body and it doesn't work anymore at some point regardless. So who gives a shit? It's like saying, like, if you can make a million dollars, you want it to come with you. You can't take it with you, with you when you die anyway. So what does it matter? Holding on to these, like, earthly, like, things. It's like creature comforts to make you feel better about yourself while you're here. Stop. Stop. It's stupid, man. Life's too short for this shit. Life's way too short. There's way too much that people have to offer that you can offer that people will offer if you can't, you know, and the worst thing you can do is sell yourself short thinking that you're inferior or thinking that you're superior even without even acknowledging what someone else is doing that is better than what you're doing and in respecting what they have, what they do that's better than you. Growth comes at acknowledging where you need to grow. So if you can't acknowledge that you need to grow, then you need to stop. Sorry, I'm putting on lip balm. Probably hear me smacking over here. But yeah, like, if you want to improve your circumstances or you want to um, be in a place where you feel more secure, then you need to kind of look at yourself and, as opposed to looking outward. And no matter how good you think you are, there's always someone better. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. There's always someone that's done what you've done better than you've done it. 
And the worst thing you can do is tell yourself the lie saying that you're still superior, that you deserve something because of what you are. It's, it's like, it's like a childish way of looking at things. You should look at saying like, what can you do to earn more? How can you work your way into getting something more? Or how can you have, how can you take what you have and to give to people and to help others with what you have? That's the way to look at what, how you live your life, not to see what you can take or to how you can exclude, but rather how you can accept and to improve and to take what you have and to grow with it. It's simple shit, guys. It's simple shit. It's simple shit. I feel like, I feel like the people who need to hear this the most are going to just like tune me out. It's like, it's not going to make a goddamn difference. Um, but anyway, yeah. That's it for today. I've been talking for an hour. Had to vent. Hopefully next week I have better news. <laughs> Hopefully next week is not like, you know, uh, I have to worry about the the implosion of democracy in the free world. <laughs> that's like the, the thing in the forefront of my mind. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. I'm going to wrap it up here. Kind of a serious show, but it kind of needed to be. It's kind of necessary. I love you all. I hope you've had a great week, despite all the bullshit. And I hope you have a next, uh, your next week is good as well. Um, fingers crossed that nothing crazy happens between now and the 20th. Um, kind of remains to be seen because nothing is expected this year. Nothing that we thought was going to happen has happened this year. But hopefully things don't turn belly up any worse than they are because then we'd be uh, in a bad place. In a bad place. So, yeah, that's it. I'm going to wrap up, guys. I appreciate your time. Um, until next time. Later. Later.